Happy New Year's, boys. You guys uh, caught me on that last Christmas episode for not saying Merry Christmas to you guys, so I want to make sure I start this off. Because you're such a happiest, happiest of New Year's. We're in 2021, finally. Did all of a sudden everything like just get better for you yeah, guys? Yeah, it did. All of a sudden, man. <laughs> I was just saying, is everything changed, isn't change? it? Yeah. yeah. What did y'all do? Did y'all do anything? No. Stay no. here at the house and relax. Do you ever do anything on New Year's? No, I don't. You don't go like to uh-huh. the ball downtown? And no. Dude, no. I can get see you, you tux <laughs> it up. You've got your top hat on. and You don't go to Northwest Highway Strip Go to some penthouse suite downtown Dallas. Strip clubs, someone say strip clubs. No, man, you know what, man? We've always been the type to just stay home and relax. And, you know, I can tell you this. Do you ever make it to midnight? Sometimes. Okay. Not this time. Um, I'm a 10 30, about 11 o'clock guy, man. I mean, I just uh, bring, I got a four year old and he's going to be, he's, you know, he's going to be asleep at 10 o'clock at best. So and then the Net- wife and I, Netflix has a uh, ball drop that you can record or not, not that plays that you can literally, at, we do it at like nine 30. Is we play the Wait, ball Netflix drop. Netflix does. Yeah. They, an you early drop? Netflix an early ball drop. Oh, do they? I didn't uh-huh. know oh yeah. Who's yeah. hosting that one? Uh, I think Ryan Seacrest. I mean, they don't know. They don't yeah, know if it's from last year or not, right? <laughs> but and then we celebrate it. We're like, ah, oh, you stayed so up to me. Yeah, we turn off and then put them to bed. <laughs> are you serious, man? You fool your kids out, dude? Why are they going to stay up till midnight? Didn't you oh have a controversial God. Christmas approach too? Yeah. What is wrong are, with you, man? Yeah, take the gifts away. <laughs> man, something's you wrong ain't opening with you, all these bro. things. How do you think? Uh, who's it worked the, out good because guess what? Hey, they played with each toy for an extended yeah. amount of time. They actually appreciated that toy. You know and who they else still have the, gifts? You know to who open. else took that approach? Nazi Germany took that approach. <laughs> we're gonna tell you. <laughs> Goodness, we're gonna tell you when well, you, you can open the gifts that, that we already gave you. <laughs> the dictatorship. Whose yeah. thoughts are those? Yes. Right? Hey, my house is a dictatorship. I'm sorry. Okay. So and anybody, is, any any parent that thinks that their house is a democracy is a fool. Absolutely. So you're so, a communist under the klutz household. No, because every communist. kid, every kid gets the same amount. There's, di- there's difference. Every kid yeah. gets the same amount. <laughs> no, no, they, no, wor- not they worship you. They worship you. Not every kid. That's not every kid. As a dictator, if you perform hey, hey, and you do what you're supposed yeah. to do. Then you get more. Yeah, hey, but you're pointing to yourself. You know damn well Tiffany's the dictator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who that. was the dictator? Yeah. Our house is a dictatorship. It ain't you, chief. That's for sure. Well, I'm with you on that yeah. one. Mine's the dictator. So like, like six or seven years ago since y'all asked, thanks for asking what I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like six or seven years ago, we were at a buddy's lake house. Uh, one of my best friends growing up, his name's Jason. Shout out, Jason. Rich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we talked lake about the other day, the best yeah, the time. best lake house is your buddy's lake house, yeah, right? <laughs> so we were out there like seven years ago, and we were all hanging out, and one buddy piped up. He said, you know what we should do at midnight? This was New Year's Eve. He said, we should go jump in the lake at midnight when the ball drops. Wait a minute. In January? Hey, hey, uh, get, January? Hey, New December Year's Eve? 31st. Hey, I'll give you oh, one no. guess what skin color his friend is. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Water at night. Cold. cold. No way a black dude was in that oh, way, dude. No way. I was about to say, Darren, this is the whitest thing you've ever heard. Ever done, yes. So, Your sure, black card is so we gone, decide. Bro. So we decide, hey, that's a great idea. For whatever reason, we think it's a great idea. And by the way, guys, Ben doesn't drink. So you Actually, can't. You were partaking. Oh. I don't drink often. I drink on special occasions, and yeah. this is a special occasion. Were you yeah. lit? Uh, lit. No, 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 no. I was, I was feeling good. I was okay. in the right spot. Okay. Yeah. 
A, a, a good oh. enough spot to decide jumping and freezing water. We need to do a whole idea. episode just on when Ben drinks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, you know, when he does drink, it becomes excessive. Oh, like when he goes. When, like, we talk about him all the time. When he does something, he is always. Oh, I don't believe in halfway, boys. <laughs> He's that guy. So I'm literally, and Whitney will tell you, she got mad at me this year because I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to get my clothes wet. I don't have a swimsuit. So I'm stripping naked. I'm oh, jumping in naked. naked. Yeah, so I'm stripping <laughs> I down. Mean, it's logical. I get it. <laughs> I'm stripping down on my way. Now, this is a long walk. The house is up here. It's kind of on a little cliff. You got to walk down the stairs, and then you get to the dock. Uh-huh. And I'm stripping down, and she's yelling at me, Ben, nobody else is taking their clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> You're drunk. You're yeah. past that point. So, so we jump in, and we're talking. This isn't like a little like dip your feet in. This is a we're 10 it's feet a high. plunge. You're in. Yeah, we're 10 feet high on the dock. We're jumping off, and we're going in. Uh-huh. Well, year one, we didn't think. We didn't think much through this. Yeah. So no life jackets. I honestly don't know how I survived year one. I really don't. Because as soon as you hit that water, oh, man. all like, it's, it's survival mode at that point. <laughs> you're not thinking. You're not doing anything. I really don't know how. Because you go pretty deep with no right. life jacket on. Right. I don't know how I got back to the surface. And I don't know how I got back to the, li- to the ladder. <laughs> Do you not swim so, much? Not really. Okay. So, like, year two. You know, it's, the water's the same whether it's light or dark, yeah. right? Yeah. So, year two, we implemented. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No. Water's the same. I, well, I get that part, but, I mean, to hit the water, go down. And did you have, had you ever been in that lake before? Or was that the first oh, time? Oh, I've been going to that lake since I was seventh, since okay. seventh grade. But this we, is at what, midnight? This or is what? at midnight in December, freezing cold, no freezing light, cold water. No light, You're just in. You got a little dinky light, but that's it. And this is like six or seven of us jumping in the water. And so, like I said, my, like it, and it hurts. So like, you can't describe the pain getting mm. in freezing cold water mm. that deep. And so anyway, we, we implemented a rule year two. You have to wear a life jacket. That was the mm. wives rules life jacket. So anyway, we've been doing that every year this year. We didn't go. Unfortunately we broke the streak. Jason and his wife are having their third child mm. all under a year and a half old. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. So they adopted a week after the adoption went through and got pregnant, that's announced. Uh, so it worked. Yeah, yeah pregnant. Yeah. So they had, yeah. And then now they got pregnant again. So Dang. they ruined it for us. They ruined <laughs> So selfish. They ruined life into the world. They're selfish. Adopting, adopting, selfish adopting a child yeah. in need. Selfish. They're selfish children having is getting away. What's the thought process? I mean, what, were you guys just sitting there? Well, I mean, who, who know, decided this? Uh, so Matt Sullivan is, is one of my buddies growing up and he hasn't really re- returned since year one. He started the tradition and never really came. I guess he feel like, yeah, felt uh, like I'm never going to get I ain't that damn dumb. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. So yeah. He, again, we were just sitting there. It was like 10 o'clock at night and he was just like, we should jo- go jump in the water at midnight. And we weren't in the mindset of thinking logically. That just wasn't. You get you get more than two dudes together, the IQ drops oh, substantially. 100%. Oh, 100%. That's and like, then ever since then, we just thought, well, we got to keep it going, right? Yeah. We, we want to be 50 and still doing this. My favorite thing. And there is that. a health benefit, actually. That, that yeah, it has been no, proven. You know what? But as your heart. It's, it's like a flush for your heart. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's wait a minute. Wait a minute. Immersion. How many times have you heard of people have that shock? Like they're getting a little older in that fifty year. Well, that's range. why we wear a life jacket now. No, 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 no. In case you the have cold. a heart attack when you hit the water, exactly <laughs> <laughs> brings you back. <laughs> it's not going to be as hard to drag us out. <laughs> yeah, you no, we've thought of everything. <laughs> we've thought you of everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally take a a Ben perspective here. Uh, do you also? And when I make a reference to that, just being like a dick. So I'm gonna be a dick right now. 
is Thanks for when that. you yeah, that's nothing different. That's see, like, that, when you when you ride your bike, we're getting, dude, we're getting real to Tyler's heart. That's the second time he's he's called me a so. dick in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This is a dick move. This is a bin move. So uh, when you ride your bike, do you also wear a helmet? I don't. I don't ride a bike, but I don't. Oh, okay. That's I mean, like, there's a regular bike. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, how many, I, how many times have you jumped? How many times have you jumped in a cold lake on at midnight on New Year's? Uh, bro, I lived in the lake in at night. I mean, that was I, that's what I'm like. To me, I'm like, okay, that, that's not that. That's cool. No, that's cool. Like, I get it. Like the New Year's jump and or whatever. Now, West West Texas a little is colder. Yeah, then, one year the the temperature was in the teens. Yeah, so 30, I get thirty mm. mile an hour winds. It was literally icy. The the entire walk down was ice. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's, I, I that's again, the environment that's, we're doing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this the, the whole this picture, isn't seventy five and the sunny. Whole picture now is making more sense. <laughs> this isn't Phoenix, like, Arizona. Life jackets to jump in the lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, to you it's not okay. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't that big of a look. To again, me, just in case that that heart attack. I mean, we're getting older. You never know when that yeah. when that heart attack's gonna pop up. See, this is the thing, though. But then you you, you turn on the news, and then you hear about six these, white dudes die jumping in. You hear these stories, and you're like, "Who the fuck would do that?" Man. Like, I, I'm oh, sitting 100%. there watching, like, "Who the hell?" But that's but what? that's men. That's men <laughs> versus women. That's that's men versus women. Men versus women. Like you see those yeah. videos on the internet where yeah. it's like you wonder why women live longer than men. Because yes, right. men, we just do stupid stuff. It's like stuff that just doesn't make well, sense. And, at all. and the other element is we're now it's like well we can't wuss out and not do it. We started a tradition. We got to yeah. keep doing it. No, you can wuss. We're out, committed. Dude. Hey, just <laughs> just have some sense to you. <laughs> Just so you you sound like yeah. my wife. No, that's how I've always yeah. been. I've been like, hey, look, my my entire life has been that way. How do I mitigate the risk yeah. of doing something dumb? Hey, like, there's, see, I, like I that is you something. Hey, you only get one shot at this thing. I man. don't care how drunk, how much alcohol I put in my body. <laughs> that is not happening. Yeah. At night, well, walking down on a dock that's frozen. Some of us are winners and, and some of us are losers. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, I've lived completely the opposite. Yes. Like, how can I push the border? Yeah. See, like, I'm in the between. There's some things that I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And there's others I'm like, you, Darren, like, eh, risk, yeah, <laughs> risk reward's not really that. I was like, yeah. how am I benefiting from this? Yeah. So, yeah. If there's like, if it's thank, not again, suspect, thank, thank y'all for it's asking. Like, I'm not that interested. It doesn't like spark my interest. Like, mm. if it's not like, there's a good chance that I could potentially not walk away from this it's like ah okay you would actually oh yeah dude those are the things that like at least i yeah. went down swinging yeah heck yeah what i mean how do you I, i'm trying to think how do you digest that in your how does that work in your brain it's to the say same thing hey, like, man has it, it changed it, though for you with kids has it has it, that mentality I think, changed? I think just the availability to do that stuff has changed so i don't do it nearly as much but i mean it was like a weekly basis all right all right what cliff's can we go up exactly. to the mountains to jump off of? Or, you know, what rope swing can we build? Or, you know, what extreme sport can we do? Or, like, that was it. Like, you know, <laughs> what dumb fighting game can we do? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, if it didn't push the limits of, like, safety, it was like, oh, I do it. Everybody can do it. Oh. I, to me, and that's why I was always, you know, drawn to, to snowboarding and wakeboarding and, and the more extreme sports, dirt bike riding, like, mm-hmm. all the things like that. Because... There's there's a level of just of freedom that you get when you do it, right? Like, uh, jumping up sixty five foot cliff up in the Sierra Nevada, right? Like, is that like a Northern California thing? Like my wife cliff coming jumping. from Northern, yeah. Like yeah. they, she would tell me stories of you know riding a quad and falling off like a damn cliff, uh, and her dad, I, I mean rolling, 
Like she rolled down a clip and her dad had to go, go down and get her from, I mean, who that on a cliff? Like I'm kiss my ass. I'm not riding down a cliff. Like if it was my daughter, I'd be like, baby, save yourself. <laughs> like, Why are you on that damn thing anyway? Uh, like, I, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, there's something with that mentality. About is. It. Have you sky dove? Sky so I've gone skydive, twice. Skydive, I've been skydiving. skydiving. Have you skydiven before? <laughs> <laughs> You're close enough. I got you, bro. Uh, I have not because I've gone twice, and the first time uh, they said, uh, yeah, the weight limit's 230, uh, and if you're any more than that, your parachute will explode. And I was explode. like, "Blow what? What if I was, what if I was 229? I'm still not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah, you, yeah, you. No, <laughs> but when you say that, so uh, I was over the weight. I've been over the weight limit twice, and I went to another place. 230 is the weight limit for this this place in San Diego that we went. And then the you're other out, time I went, well, that's my uh, excuse. I can't go skydiving. Yeah, I'm, I'm I really, really, really want to. Like, really want to. You know, like the bungee yeah. jumping deal. Like, want to do that? Yeah. Like, there's this swing in New Zealand, the world's largest swing. You guys ever seen this? It, it's insane. Uh, I have. So it's like this ledge, and it's like a, I don't know, thousand foot free fall, and then like the actual court itself is like two thousand feet. But like you're on this ledge, and there's different ways you can do it. Is like you can jump off, you can like fall backwards, you can do front flip. Like the scariest is they put you on a chair backwards uh-huh. to it, and then they kind of lift the chair a little bit. Until you know you that feeling like you're gonna fall, fall out back. of the back of a chair, and then they catch you a couple times, and then they actually like. So oh, you don't know. You yeah. don't know when you're gonna go. No, thank you. But again, it's like a thousand mm. foot free fall before you even start to swing. Yeah, like that to me is like bucket list. See, that's, if you that's if you gave do. me the choice, I would out of those two, like bungee jumping or that swing or yeah. skydiving, I'd rather do skydiving because I've heard that with the plane, I guess it's physics, but with uh-huh. the plane moving and you jumping, uh-huh. you don't get that. Stomach feeling that mm. where oh, your that stomach oh, drops. Okay, so that's what bothers yeah. you is the yeah. stomach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, but bungee Same. jumping in the chair, I imagine you yeah. you get that yeah. stomach. Have feeling. you ever done the swing at like uh, Six Flags? Yeah, no. one of those the big oh, one where man. they take you up and they best. swing you down. True yes. story. I didn't ride a roller coaster until I was like in college. Oh, seriously? Like I was so scared of roller coasters. Oh no way! Wow. So scared. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that see, was that's weird. I don't I like heights, had, and I don't. Did like, you like roller coasters? Yeah. I like roller coasters as a kid, but as I've gotten older, like that, I went on. My kids started getting older, so we started going on bigger rides. Yeah, yeah. Right. I wasn't a fan of anything that free drop. Like, like yeah. that that yeah. feeling. It Mm-mm. just because yeah. I can't, you can't control anything, oh, and I'm the one screaming, dude. My kids are like, yeah, and I'm like, fucking God save me, Lord Jesus help me, you know. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get on the ground, man. Yeah. And I, I remember going up the first time. You go up, and like it's a long line. You you, you finally get up there. Yeah. And I remember, actually, I'll tell you another one. We were in Atlanta. You guys ever been to Atlantis? Uh huh. Oh, in the Bahamas. In yeah, the Bahamas. yeah. So I yeah I wasn't allowed in the hotel, but uh, I was. I walked around it. Dude, my, oh, my beach vacations are a water hose in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> You won't get this. So the slide, there's a slide. There's a slide that goes down under underground, right? It goes on like there's a shark tank. And then there's like this slide, but you're so high up. That's cool. And guys, I can't tell. I was with my kids and I wanted to have a good time. And I was with my son, DJ, and and my daughter. And they they didn't even flinch. They were just like, "Mm, go, right? And I was the last one. And I watched them go down. And I was like, oh, my God. You're like. 
if you I had my to baby first. Yeah. First of all, my babies are going down, and I can see them. They go down and they're in the water, and they're. And then it was my turn to you go. You can't be that dad that has to walk back oh, down the stairs. Oh, I, I tried. <laughs> and the dude told me, dude, the dude told me, hey, man. Sir, these stairs are one way. <laughs> and this is at the height of my football career. Wow. Like, I, he's looking at me no like, come way. on, man, don't back out, dude. Come on, man. And you, were, like, you were that? Oh, like, you were verbalizing? Oh, I was, like, in shock. Wow. I was that guy that couldn't move. Because I was like, because you can't see. All you can see is. Sky, you can't yeah. unless you walk down to the edge. Can uh. you see? And I'm the dude again. Like I can't stand on a cliff and then look uh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, that's yeah. that's when you feel it like both booty cheeks. Oh, booty cheeks! You just like, up. You know, honestly, it used to freak me out to look out the window on an airplane. I'm, I've I've oh, since overcome huh. that, but it used to even scare me to do that. Now, now I like it. I don't yeah, know something something is. weird. I would say I'll say age. this: as I've gotten older, heights have bothered me more. See, like, I, I've gone the exact opposite way. Huh. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, heights didn't at all, but, like, like you get that tingle in your butt yes. cheeks. Like, when you, like, you almost want to, like, like go back up, put your back up against a wall. Mm. Like, like you ever been to uh, Willis Tower in in Chicago? No, I've so been to Empire. Sears Tower? Yeah. Because well, they have that box, the lookout ledge. There's a glass box that sticks out, so you can literally look, look down. straight down, like, yeah. under your feet. And, like, that was the first time that, like, Heights was like, oh, like, oh. it bothered me. I, like, feel totally safe, but, like, it was the first time that, like, my knees got a little weak. Mm-hmm. But as I've gotten older, like, Heights have bothered me more. Yeah, so me and Tiffany, when we were first dating, we went to, to New York, went to the Empire State Building. Well, I had a buddy of mine who pretty much runs that tour. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part where you do the tour, and then there's another part where, a little higher, where oh, you look. can, without the rails, right? He's like, hey, man. There's no rail. All it is is like a little walkway. That's right. So there's pictures like Tom Cruise. He's sitting on the ledge. Mm -hmm. Like, without, I mean, it's just the ledge. He's like got both feet up on. You see those videos of those people. Up the fir- in first person. Yeah, they're up on yeah. the and they're like walking down the side the and beams, jumping. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What? Hey, man. You are out. So yeah. we you have actually, something missing in your we head. We actually walked out, oh. and it's like a little, Tiffany didn't even. She no. was like, no big deal. Dude, I was peeled. I was against the wall <laughs> with tears in my eyes. Like, and I told, I walked out like first five, and I was like, man, I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. So we walked. We, I, and I'm serious, man. I'm against yeah. the wall, and I'm sliding against the wall um, the whole way. Yeah. Like, my, I'm just, it just, I don't know what it is about heights, yeah, man. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen a lot of movies that went about like that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I was the only. I was the first black dude to ever yeah, walk out. To ever do that on that ledge, yeah. Hey, you're no, groundbreaking. Oh, pioneer, man. Groundbreaking. You're a pioneer. pioneer. I'm going to start calling you Lewis. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh well, transitioning, because this is a great transition oh. to what we were actually going to talk about. Because I, I feel like we do this every time. We, every we say, time. all right, all right, well, we, we're going to talk a little bit about New Year's, and, and then five minutes, we're going to get right into the topic. And that. We're looking at 19 minutes. <laughs> so if you've stuck with us for this long, uh, we are in part four of our five-part series. So thankfully, it's coming to an end, D. I know you're yeah. excited about this. <laughs> but part four of our Life in the Inner City series. So we've covered kind of a general overview. We've covered relationship to the police. Part three was education yeah. system in the inner city. Part four, uh, we want to talk about parenting in the inner city. Yeah. What life is like, you know, what, what you see, Darren, what you saw growing up as far as your parents go, uh, and then your, the parents of your, of your friends and things like that. So 
Um, for you, Darren, you've touched on a little bit about your background and how you kind of grew up, you know, single mother. What was life like from a parenting standpoint, not only you and your household, but what you saw around you? Yeah, I, I, most of what I saw in, in growing up were single parents, moms, grandmas raising kids. Um, and, and that was kind of the norm growing up. You know, my, I'm, I was raised by a single parent. My mom raised me. And, and my uh, three, you know, my bro- two brothers and a sister. So that's, that's what I was accustomed to seeing. I can tell you the one thing I always admired was being in the inner city and seeing parents, mom and dad. And there were a couple of my two best friends, uh, Keith Tucker had his mom and dad, um, Rita and, Will- and Willie. Mm. And, there was something to, you know, I loved to go over, to go over their house because they were a family. It was, it was a family. Now, Keith, again, my best buddy, did 26 years in prison. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and but early on, man, in, in growing up, I just always felt like it, it just, I gravitated to that because I felt like there was some security in that. Uh, also always felt like, and then my buddy Chad, you know, when we moved out to the west side of, 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 of Phoenix and went to high school, Chad's parents and his father, Gary, Gary was a guy, man, that just, there was something about Gary, because Gary talked to me like a man. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that aspect. My brothers were the ones, my uncles and whatnot, my, my, my dad, when I, you know, saw him at times, but Gary was there to, you know, help us work out. He would put, you know, we would drag tires and he was just involved in everything we did. And first time I went to the lake, Gary, first time, you know, I was on a boat, Gary, like there were those experiences that I had that I was like, you know, I couldn't wait to go over to Chad's house because there was some, there was just those two parents. But, but for me, I, 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 I was accustomed to just being in that in that situation or, or having friends who were in similar situations as I was. So would you say the majority of your friends? I'd say the majority of my buddies. Yeah. Mm. I would say, you know, I think my closest friends, which is just sort of crazy, but my closest friends had a mother and father, but a lot of other ones, you know, if I had five of my, my closest friends, I'd say four out of those fives had. So those four were, were their dads that were, they were involved. That's the ones that, the one that single parent the single oh, I'm parent sorry. I'm sorry the single parent the well, single yeah. parent one what were the, what were those dads no idea really I d- didn't even ask mm. didn't even ask and a lot of my my friends knew my father because my father was around. I was gonna say because you you grew up with your mother in the house only yeah. but your dad was still involved yeah my father was around my mom was the the you know we you know basically my mother was the you know. The one that uh, you know, we stayed with my mom. That was that was mm-hmm. just it. That was and my father. Every once in a while, I went and I'd see him, but it wasn't like you know. I think there's something about having both in the household. Right. And I'll say this, man: as a child at that age, you always there was always, and I'm the youngest of of the of four. I always used to dream of my mom and father getting back together, even mm-hmm. to the point where I would get upset. When they weren't together, like they weren't even trying to get, and you know, and that was at a young age. And then you get older, and you're like, okay, I, nah, I don't, you know, it's no big deal. But 
I think you always have that aspect of you of wanting a family. Right. And as a kid, that's what that's, so I used to have dreams about those two, you know, reconciling their differences and, you know, we're a family. Mm-hmm. So what roles did your, in your household, what roles did your mother and father play? Meaning who was a disciplinarian? Who, how did your dad play into that since you were with your mom most of the time? Uh, my father was more, look, I'll talk my mom first. My mother was everything. Mother, father, everything. Like, she did. She whooped your ass when you were out of line. She made sure the food was on the table. You were ready for school. Everything you could possibly think. Like, you guys, you two are parents, right? My mom did both roles. Can't even Every, imagine. Everything. Like it was, and then if she couldn't do it, she was putting my sister in a position to do it, or you know, trying to organize things on a weekend to say, okay, you know, after school you're going to go do this, and then making sure that coach knew that you know I might stay a little bit longer before she got there to pick me up. She was always organizing those things and looking forward. And it was tough, man. I mean, I didn't think about it as being hard back then because that's just how much you knew. Because she had already done this with the other, right. you know, my other three brothers, my two brothers and my sister. So, but she was a little bit of everything. My father, on the other hand, was more so of like, I, I can't tell you how much I, even as a child, that I admired or wanted to be, be around my father. Like, I just wanted to be with him at any point. I could be in a grocery store with a thousand people and I can hear my father's voice and I know mm. instantly that's my dad. Like, I just wanted that. That part of me just as a kid, it just, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be around my dad. So I could, you know, you know, I can go on for, for days and I don't want to get all the way into that, but it was, it was a craving for me to be around my father. I just, I know my father's life was a little different and I don't think he was selfish. I think it was just the times like, you know, hell, I went through a divorce and I know I, and, and as you get older, you understand like those relationships don't work. But at that time I wanted it to work. You guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, well, and, and, and I saw him from a, more, more from a distance. I didn't see him. This was like every once a month maybe as a kid. or There know. wasn't a structured, like no. he gets me every no, other weekend. there wasn't a structure and, at all. So what specifically were, do you think you were craving? Because it sounds like it was more innate than it was an actual thought. Well, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it, no, it seemed no, like it was more I, like I an instinct heard, of you were just craving. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily because of who he was and you and he was the nicest guy. It yeah. was like as a young boy, you just craved your father. Yeah. Like you really just so what, yeah, even what was it, it about it, your father that you were craving? Time. I think it was just time. And it wasn't just me. My brother Todd was the same way. We we were craving time and strength. And, you know, there are certain things that a father can provide that, you know, as much as my mom tried, there, there's just something that a father, just, you just, you know, like me as a father now, there's certain things, I, there's certain looks I can give to my kids and they're like, oh, shit, I get it. I get it. And those are the things you want. You want that strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was, <laughs> looking back at my, how, you know, how I'm so close to to my father but there's so many things that he does that he's done over the past that they just they're just in me 
Like I do a lot of like my father was the cleanest dude you could ever be around. Like everything, his car was immaculate. Really? Yeah, and I was so proud of that. Like my father used to pull up in his car, and I was like, "Shit, that big old Grand Prix, dude." I mean, pops is all, dude. And that sucker was clean. There wasn't a, a speck of dirt on that car. Like he just he worked. Like a lot of fathers in the neighborhood didn't work, and my father worked. My father worked. What did he do? He was a manager at Revlon for a long time and he let you know he was the boss and yeah. all that so his clothes were always well kept his house was like immaculate and I think I, I pulled so much from that because he he had that military he was a military he, went, he was in the military sir but he had that military discipline the bed was made every there was never a mess man and that same mentality everybody my mom will even tell me boy that's you are your yeah. dad and that it is so true so true. Was there resentment? Meaning you saw oh, how yeah. careful he was with his car and his house. And did it ever cross your mind? Why can't he put that much effort into me? No, but you know what? Yeah, I did early on. It did early on. There was some times where early on that I didn't, uh, I was really frustrated by not having a strong relation relationship. I think as I got older, it just waned because as you get older, you have so many other things that you start to do. And whether it be in sports or school or just maturing, man, you just under, start to understand, you know, hey, look, I understood my mom was making a sacrifice. And I figured that out early on, man. Like, my mom was making the ultimate sacrifice. And there, I, I'll give you an example. So I, I can remember one time my mom's at work and we had zero food and, and to eat, right? And I came home from school and we had no food. And I called my mom at work. And, she, and I, <laughs> I called her and I said, Mom, we don't have any food to eat. And she said, baby, just look in the refrigerator. You can find yourself something to eat, right? And I'm like, we never have any food. My dad always has food. When I go over his house, he always has food. Mm. And my mom got real quiet. And I remember my sister being behind me and hit me in the back of the head, like slap the shit up. And I was like, you know what? And she's like, you know what? She works her ass off. Every single day. So I, she ended up hanging up the phone. And my, my sister having that. And I can remember that day, I would never say anything about my mm-hmm. mom and, or food in the house. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That that's yeah. to me was like, damn, dude. There, I, I, that's one of the biggest regrets I've ever yeah. had as a child growing up. I mean, even to this day, like, to even think that. But yeah, to just, remember that conversation, that to stick out in your oh, mind. Oh, yeah. Like, well, just think about from her side. Yeah. Because you know, she, she knows she everything that I'm providing. doing yes. for these kids. And I wasn't the only one. No. You know, I was not the only one, man. I yeah. mean, she had three So did you have a relationship with your dad that you could call him and be like, hey, I need this? Would he step up? Yeah, he'd step up. I mean, yeah. Yeah, honestly, he would, you know, if we, if we were in need of things, yeah. he would step up. I, I think it was not so much you know, the buy like clothes, he would buy us clothes for, for school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more so the fact of just not being there. Yeah. Like how far away there. did he live? Uh, not far, probably 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Not far from us, depending on, you know, where we were, you know, where we had lived before and all, we moved a lot. So, uh, but you know, you know, think, think about it then the communication wasn't the same. You know, we didn't have yeah, cell phones. You weren't just texting them. Or yeah, anything. we weren't yeah. texting. We had, you know, 
they were hardwired, brother. Yeah. You know, yeah. you call it from the house yeah. or, or whatnot. So uh, the commun- communication went there, but you know, he he just and I, I have nothing. I to this day, I have no ill will, man. Still, I love my father to death. It's just the circumstances. Yep, mm-hmm. it it was, and and again, my entire life as a kid, I've always been drawn, even as a, an adult, to strong men. But Bill Parcells came in, strong man, a strong, strong man. I'm 34 years old, and I was like, man, this dude, he's a dude's dude. So you saw Bill Parcells in a different light because of your experience growing up. Yeah, I saw Lovey Smith in mm-hmm. a totally different light. I mean, Lovey Smith taught me more things of how to be a man, man, than damn near anybody. I was just going to ask, because you're 51 now. Yeah. And you're one of the most buttoned up, you know, you, you have your values – are as good as anybody I know. And so I'm just wondering, you know, the way you grew up to where you are now, who were the people that taught you that? Mom. Yeah. Mom started with the foundation. My mother taught me those, the, the little ins and outs about, you know, being respectable and looking people in the eyes and, you know, um, I don't know, just, you know, being humble. She taught me the humility side and work ethic. Like, mm-hmm. That's one thing I knew about my mother. Like, there were no days off. Yeah. Your ass got up. You got up in the morning, and you did something. You weren't just sitting around watching TV, hanging out all day. Yeah. No, your ass was doing something, yeah. right? So she's a doer. Uh, I would say my father, as far as being, the, like, being immaculate and being clean and being presentable, that's my father. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not – I'm not going to walk in – as you guys well know, I'm not trying to walk in looking like a damn slob. I ain't, right. my, back, my pants ain't sagging. I ain't going to be shit on my face. I'm looking at my, my – my father used to always say, you better look at yourself in the mirror before you leave. Yeah. Sounds just like him too. <laughs> but, you know, that's – I mean, that's that, those things. And then when I got in, uh, in college, it was Lovey Smith as far as, like, the thought of what my life or the perception of who I was and then what my life – uh, with the opportunities that were there presented that, mm-hmm. that, that, that were, that, that were achievable. I mean, he set a plan. He and the guy named Don Bakke, they set straw, both strong men set a plan for me to, 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 to aspire for more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the education was huge and those type of things. And those, I mean, those are the, I, I would say those four had the brought on those, those core values yeah. um, that led me, so to, to it, it takes now. a village, right? Yeah, it does. Man. But I, I want to like get back to you know parenting in in the inner city, and you and you talked about moms really being the heads of the household. Yeah, whether you know the the father was absent or that was just kind of what it was. But so why why do you think? And and this is this is not just inner city in my mm-hmm. mind. I think I think for the past. 40 50 years we've had an absence of male leadership That's right right and men stepping up why you know in your opinion why do you think that men um you know don't take responsibilities for their actions and decisions and don't uh step up when they're when they're called to and why why are women doing that more and more oh, and man. more because I, and that's something to me that i, I just don't understand I, you know, and it's not saying that every single, you know, every situation is the same. I mean, because you just never know what leads into being a parent. Like, they're, they're, you know, this is the relationship part of it. Hey, you know, there's so many people that they get married young 
or have a relationship young and they have a kid and they're like, then they finally grow up and they're like, man, I don't like you. You don't like me. What the heck are we doing together? But even through that process, you still have a baby that's going to suffer through that. Right. So there's a lot of that going on as far as early age pregnancy. Kids don't know who they are at 18, 19 years old, even 22 years old. They're having kids at 22 and they How different were you at 22 than 30? I mean, you're such, you know, you're so different. So there's a lot of that that goes on that plays into it. Here's my issue. If you're going to have a child, even if you're not living in the house, you can still be a father. That's right. You can still apply yours. You can still be involved in school. You can still be involved in their sporting events. You can still be involved in picking them up, taking them places. I mean, as a father, I think there's still that something. Yeah, you're not living in the house, but be involved. I just think there's so many cowards that are out there. Yeah, Men have become cowardly yeah. in the fact that they don't want to take care of their responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the responsibility lies in the child. You had, the, you had that baby. That's your baby. And I'll always, I will forever. And it's one of the reasons why I, I went through a divorce, guys, years ago. But... I never stopped being a dad. Matter of fact, my kids live with me going through high school, some of those high school years. And and their mother and I had communication. We were fine through that. We both raised, and she was a great, great, great mom. And, you know, we just had communication. But it's one thing I never wanted to do happen. Mm-hmm. I never wanted that to happen in the, in the fact mom that I was to be the only one that Because I, them, I, yeah. it just gave me that feeling of, damn, dude, I'm – no different than yeah. the shit yeah. I've gone through in my yeah. own life. You yeah. know what, what's interesting about that? And we talked about this in the education. If you've never done something, it's hard to teach it. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is it's just generational, right? It happens. You know, my father wasn't in, in my life. I've never been taught how to be a father. Yeah. So I'm not going to be a father to my kids, right? And so yeah. it just happens over and over. So it's amazing that you, instead of instead of going that path, which would have been easy to say, well, my dad didn't play a major role in the day-to-day, so mm-hmm. I don't need to do it. Right. You went the exact opposite. You yeah. said, because my dad didn't play a major role, I'm going to. Yeah, and because of what I've seen. I see, and, and look, it's not – there's so much damage that is done when a, a, a father or one of the parents is not involved. There's a lot of damage, man, because think about the emotional aspect of a kid. Mm-hmm. kid doesn't know any better. doesn't doesn't – care about you guys not liking each other all he wants is his dad right or she wants is her dad in her life right that's that's the emotional part of kids right so then as time goes on there becomes because one of the parents is not in the household eventually there's going to become some resentment Mm -hmm. there's going to become just true resentment of why aren't you in here it's your fault you're going to blame somebody See, they're going to be the mom that you're in the house with or the dad you're in the house with or the other person outside. There's going to be some resentment there. But here's the aspect that I always want to look at when even in talking through this. Again, you can be involved in any way there is. But what happens is there is this void, man. If you don't if your parents if you're not parenting correctly in the house or, or just being a parent in, in, in general, there's always going to be a void. There's always going to be a gap. My gap was education. Like I didn't have, my mom worked too much. I didn't have someone else that was going to be on my ass about my education. I didn't. I mean, I went to school and did my own shit. My mom didn't have time to look at my grades. She just trusted the fact that 
hey, you're, you're going to be all right. But how many parents have you seen that when there's a mom and dad who are involved, they don't have to be in the same house, but they're involved and they're holding each other accountable and they're holding the child accountable, you see a reflection in that child. Now yeah, it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, the foundation is there yeah, right. for them to, to succeed. Yeah, I just didn't have that. Well, and, and, I, and I agree with you because I think in and this is this is my beliefs and mm-hmm. and, and my um, understanding. Like we family, the family family dynamic was created by God in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? There's things that a father can teach and and pour into his children that a mother not can't but shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. right? There's certain things that that. As much as your mom did for you, you could only get from your father. Right. Especially as a boy, mm-hmm. right? Especially, and I think, I mean, we could go on and on about the importance of just a father, right? Not only to boys, but to girls. I mean, to girls, you know, what a man should look like. Because right. whatever, whatever, whatever example you give is her expectation of what a man should be. That's right. Right? When yeah. she goes to get married. Mm-hmm. So for, like, I know in my household and, and for you, it's, hey, I'm going to set that bar so high. Yeah on what you should be looking for in a husband because of how I treat your mom, how I raise Mm -hmm. you kids, that that's the standard that you need to set for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? With boys, how to, how to treat a woman, how to work hard, how to protect, how to love too, right? Mm -hmm. Like all those things. But there's things that I could never do that Tiffany does. Absolutely. And you know what? Like by design, I shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that Tiffany could not ever do and should never have to by design because like you said, right? It takes a village. It's team effort. There's a reason right. it takes two individuals to make a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can say like artificial inseminate, but ultimately it's two people. At right. some point it's okay. We are not it's asexual okay. beings, right? Right. <laughs> we cannot just make babies by ourselves. Right. There's a reason that there's two people. And, and I just think, you know, you know, we go back to the lack of leadership from men and, and, and I'm not just saying it's it's dads that just left, right? Mm-hmm. Like got someone pregnant and just dipped out on their responsibilities. Even more so today, we have dads in the house yeah. that are cowards, yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. live in the house, that put this importance on work and put this importance. And it's a struggle for all of us. Right. But if you are not, if you are not like there and present and, and taking responsibility, that's a cowardly act. And I'll, and I'll point the finger at me. There's so many times that like I'm working till eight o'clock and I'm like, get get out kids, get out. I'm on a call. I'm on like, that's a cowardly act to me because my greatest responsibility one is, is, is to my Lord and savior. Two is to my wife and three is to my kids. Mm. And then everything else goes in after that. But I, to me, we have such a, we have men that don't know how to be men. Because men are not showing them how to be men. Yeah. And that's and that's where I really, really struggle. And, and, and as you mentioned, that was the norm in yeah. your neighborhood. Yeah. The norm was, so how are these kids? Yeah, of course they're going to go be a gangbanger. Yeah. Of course yeah. they're Because, you know, the men that are in the neighborhood? Yeah. Those are gangbangers as well. Yeah, that's what they see. The yeah. example is, and hey, I see moms, and I see how hard she's working. I'm gonna go make some, yeah. so that I'm gonna go get mine, so she can have some. Yeah, you know, in, in relaying off of that, man, and just watching, you know, over the years, like growing up, man, because people didn't have that that father figure in, in the house. Like, there are so many avenues that you could take because you didn't hit the, t- you know, there's something about a father. Like, I, I'll give you an example. My 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 son. You know, he looks at he he'll fall down and what does his mother do? She's picking him up. She's yeah. loving him like she's loving him so hard. Like hey, it's so it's gonna be okay. This and that. 
my aspect is I'm the tough love when I'm I'm around him. Hey, you fall up, get up, get up, yeah, let's go, man. Even my daughter, I would be the same with my daughter. I'll, hey, babe, I'll get up. I'll harder on my girls. Yes, yeah, that. get up. Let's go. Yeah, because you got to rebound. You got to you got to get yourself up, and we will clean you up. I'll dust off your knees, but let's go, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's the tough love that you need to represent in the inner city. When I was growing up, you always had these moms who were trying to do both roles. Yeah, and that's not going to happen because all they're saying is, "Baby, get up. It's okay. It's okay. Okay." You didn't have that father that was sitting there saying, "Hey, man, you're done with school. First of all, your grades better be right." You listen to your mom? What your mom tell you? Because there's a point of it that needs to be a reinforcement of what the rules are, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. usually that father figure who comes in with that booming voice. Doesn't have to spank you, but he has that booming voice that yeah. says, hey, man, shit better be right. Yeah. yeah. And, or I'm going to hold your ass. Or to the it. mom is doing that. That's and right. The kids don't get that yeah. love. Yeah. They exactly. don't get that, like, baby, it's going to be okay. Be okay, yeah. Right? Because you got to have saying, a balance. Mom, There's a yeah. balance. Yeah. You got to have both. Yeah. You, you, as a parent, you it's really hard to do both. Like, it's yeah. really hard to dance on that line. I mean, yes, you can you can have, like, you know, techniques that promote toughness. Right. And then you can still love them. Like, you still try to do that. But, but that's the beautiful dynamic between a mother and a father when mm-hmm. the household is. And, again, it doesn't necessarily, like you said, I, my my best friend is is raising his children along with, the boy's mom mm-hmm. and they are separate, but like he is super involved. Right. She is involved. Like they figure it out. Like it can still work, but it, it's still, you have to be very, very intentional yes. about that and realize that it's not about us. Like mm-hmm. it didn't work with us, but they should not suffer any more than they already have right. because of our decision. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a selfishness aspect to this, Right. I just think of me like it's there's a natural desire for me personally to excel and to to want to achieve and want to better myself. And so I think if we're just all being completely honest, kids get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a good thing for me. I've chosen that path. That's right. I, I'm okay. I'm okay sacrificing personal pursuits for my kids. But if I had never been taught that, and that wasn't always important yeah. to me, I can totally see how I could just be another one of these statistics. Yeah. If my desires, my life goals are more important to me than anything else, it's very easy to see how I could choose that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not giving anybody a free pass by any means. You've got to be a man. You've got to step up, yeah. and you've got to sacrifice yourself and your desires at some points. But I think that does give a reason behind this. Maybe these fathers in the inner city or wherever – that aren't involved, maybe they just got lost in the pursuit of their own yeah. their own thing. Yeah, and but again, yeah, you're right, and and, and not 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 giving an excuse. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe that's a re, that's probably a reason. But you know, like it, we keep, it, to stay on that inner city part of it, it becomes cyclical. It does. It just it's like this cycle that continues. You know, moms having babies or kids having babies, I mm-hmm. should say, yeah. at young ages, right? Without a father figure in it, grandmas are raising the kids and they're working two jobs and grandma might be 35, 40 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's at a, and that's a grandma. And it becomes this cycle that c- continues to per, uh, perpetuate itself over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And then we wonder why kids are dropping out in the inner city at a young age. Kids are getting involved in, you know, gangs, kids are in and out and be of, of being incarcerated. It's because it starts with the family foundation. It starts there. And I don't, I mean, 
you know, my, and again, there's sometimes those things don't work out. My best friend had his mother and father and still went, went that direction. Right. Yeah. But I can tell you what, the numbers, if I looked at all my friends that did have their mothers and fathers and the ones that had a single parent, the mother and father aspect of it was, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm looking at those buddies. They're like, Hey man, they, they're doing something because they, and they still, they've had some type of foundation right. that's right. been able to springboard them. Yeah. yeah that, the that's what I was going to ask you. It's nothing's a hundred percent, nothing, obviously, yeah. but I was going to ask you how, how much, and there's no way you can prove this, but how much do you think would change if, if more parents started raising their kids together as opposed yeah. to a single? I, I'll, I'll give you an, I'll give you guys an example of, of my, my, my life and how my life has gone. I, my father is more on the business mind of things, right? He, he always, he did well as far as work. He was, he was a, a hard dude. He used to read the newspaper back in the days when they had newspaper. He read it from top to bottom. He was in it like business, 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 business was his mindset. Right. But he wasn't in my house. It was my mom. But I'd see my father every once in a while and I'd be like, man, he's reading things. And he was on top of you know, stocks and the whole nine. But my mom was, hey, we were in survival mode, dude. We were just, we were scrapping to survive. So that was my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. My life has gone to where I've gotten to a, a later age. And because, and I, because I wasn't around my father to educate me on business, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way. Now, I have buddies who had their mother and father, and their father would take them to meetings or mom would take them to meetings. So they, they, the balance, there was a balance there. They were educated through the process. Like there are certain things that the single per- person, single mom or single dad can't provide. There's a, yeah. that, that void that's there. And it took me a, a long time. So I'm first generational wealth in my family. I'm the first one, right? And because I'm the first one, I'm st- I'm learning. learning through it. Yeah. yeah, I'm still learning through this process, and now I'm having to try to educate, and I'm not doing a damn good job of doing that. I can imagine if I was a third or fourth generation that yeah. was educating, but I'm the first one, man. And, and I'm, but there's so many holes. And what's gaps so cool and, though is you're starting something, right? Yeah, that's now cool think about, about your kids, yeah. and then when they have kids, so you've started something, which yeah. is which is pretty awesome. Oh. Uh, so as we wrap up here, we'll, we'll end it how we always end these particular, this, this series, what sort of words of encouragement do you have for maybe kids that are in the situation where they have a single parent, or maybe it's a kid who just had a kid, had another, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm trying to yeah. say? New daddies, new moms. New daddies, yeah. new mommies, you know, that, that have never been taught this sort of thing. What, what sort of advice or encouragement do you have for those kids in those situations for the kids themselves look I, I, I mean for the kids they're always the innocent ones because they were born into a situation that maybe you know born into a single parent you know household and i'm not saying that's good or bad i'm just saying you know they're put in a situation where now they got to figure out how to dig themselves out because they don't have something there's a void there i would say as a kid man i look it's hard it, every situation is different and I, i'm not the end all <laughs> at all. But you've lived an experience that I, people yeah. can draw from. I, I would say, you know, for me, my aspect was find being close enough to those who, who truly love me that, 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 uh, whether it be a family member or a friend who had a parents or whatnot and, and learning from that, 
I mean, that's that's how I went about that as a child. I, I, I always think that education, 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 if, if it's one thing that you can singularly do is have a foundation, one, but then apply yourself via education. I think that's to me, man, that's the key. If that's if, if, if it's anything that can get you out of the, your current situation, it's that part of it. Mm-hmm. Staying away from the crazy Crap that's out there, but educating yourself yeah. at the same time. As a parent? Yeah, I would say, what advice do you have for new parents who are in a situation? Let's, let's speak specifically on a situation where maybe they don't have everything they need. You know, and they're, they're surviving. They're just trying to make ends meet. You know, and it's so, so parenting is not a singular focus. No, resources. Find, what are your resources? I mean, allocate your resources. Figure out where, where they are. I mean, there's a lot of re- great resources out there as far as charities that are involved in the inner city that – you know, after school programs for your kids that, to help them through through processes. And, and, and again, if we can have a, a huge focus as parents, even as a young kid, 16 years old now who's had a baby, find those resources within the school that can help you and help your child. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing because they're out there, man. And I know people are like, yeah. well, we don't have this and that. No, they're out there. There's a lot of big, big time charities that are out there trying to give, 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 give. You just have to take the time. Yeah, put your pride away too. Yeah, take, 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 take pride help. away and take help, help your baby. Just yeah. sacrifice mm-hmm. you for your yeah. child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, the, the biggest theme, and you can overcomplicate it by this dynamic, that dynamic, you got to do this, you got to provide that. But just show up. Yeah, just be available. Be there. Yeah. Like, that's if, a great point because as Tar- Darren was talking, that's all That's all you said. You didn't say, I, I didn't want money from my dad. I yeah, wanted this and I that. wanted to learn you that. Just, I wanted yeah. to, it was like, just, I, I just wanted, wanted him to time. be, yeah. yeah. I wanted to just yeah. be there. That's a great and, point. And, and I get it. If you've got to work and there's and there's hardships that you've got to overcome, and I get it. And and I commend mm-hmm. the, the people that, that uh, like, are doing it all on their own. And, like, your mom had to work yeah. so hard. But when you're there, just be there. Just yeah. let your kids know that you love them. Yeah. And put make your no question aside. Yeah. See, that's the thing, man. Hey, bullsh- the bullshit that you have in your life, you usually just put that on your kids. Yeah. If you're full of shit, you're going to put that shit on your kids as well. I mean, sacrifice. The biggest thing I would say, man, is you're right, Tyler. Be available is one. But you know, take your freaking pride and all the warts that you have and don't, don't, don't apply it to your kids. I mean, keep that away from them. Give them a chance. And that's the part that I don't like, man. A lot of these kids just don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Because their parents won't allow it. Yeah. 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 Well, we appreciate you guys joining us again. As always. Perspective. We, yeah. We, right? we, we so much appreciate. Yeah, but perspective is is there? there's things going on in places that you may not be familiar with just because your family, your parents have been together and you're together and you're, you know, be understanding that there's a perspective that others have just from how they were raised and where they live in their current situation. But go in somewhere that you're uncomfortable, somewhere that you haven't been. As, as you mentioned, there's nonprofits that you can go serve. You can go mentor. You can you could potentially be that figure to one of these kids that doesn't have a parent, and you can help fix that that cyclical yeah. issue that families have in our country right now. Uh, but just have a perspective. Don't just say, "Hey, it's it's someone else's problem." That's right. Step up. Mm-hmm. Go be go be a light in someone's darkness. Yeah. Appreciate you sharing that, D. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Share the episode. Subscribe. All that good stuff.